Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Love, Life and Loss. This week, Cara continues her story. Listen as Cara talks openly and honestly about the impact on her mental health and how she has overcome so much. Cara goes into detail about her traumatic birth, which some listeners might find upsetting. This is a space for the raw, honest, hard truths that no one wants to talk about. But in doing so, we hope to help at least some of you. So please join us. To go through that at such a young age, like you said, you touched on about it affecting your mental health and stuff. But do you want to talk a little bit more about that? How do you feel about that? Like, how did you, how did you get through that journey? Uh, I was in denial for a long time. Didn't recognize it as as depression. Lived with it for quite a long time, which started to affect affected everything. My relationships, as in you know any relationship, whether that be friends, family. Um, I was almost detached, um, bit bit emotionless, I suppose, and that's not who I am. And then when I started to recognise, mm, um, I visited the GP, but mine mine is more. So since Cameron passed, mine's more anxiety over over depression. So anxiety, I I worry yeah. about trivial things that the average person will be able to control. But because I guess it's I guess in some respects it's almost like a form of um P- PS whatever it is post traumatic. Yes, I think it's the the shock of going through such a traumatic event and again. You know, it wasn't just I found out my son passed away. I had to give birth to him. Giving birth to him, that was extremely traumatic because they can never confirm that your baby will look okay. Mm. Um, and, and he didn't, Louisa. Uh, and and that's something I did feed that back to the hospital um, alongside with the um, Boston Hospital, along with the unit piece about not putting mothers with, with other mothers with babies because... I don't know how, I mean, you can edit this if this is too graphic, but basically when when I gave birth to Cameron, you know, babies have the soft spot. Yeah. Uh, and that takes time for it to fuse, doesn't it? So um, when I gave birth, basically um, he, his soft spot had gone. And so he, he when I gave birth to him, obviously he came head first. It came in two sections. Oh, Cara. Yeah um that totally totally freaked me out um they didn't they didn't didn't tell me anything that that about that that possibility just to try and you know pre-warn I mean I mean how would you address that that conversation anyway and I kind of understand but I think from the experience and seeing it firsthand myself um yeah it 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 was it was it was you know it was fine after we had we had clothes for him and a hat for him so we could it, it, it was you know we could we, we dealt with it but it just worked for first hand seeing something like you know your baby it was it was awful the skin the skin as well they don't tell you this part I mean again if you need to edit this Louise if this is too much for people to hear but for me I wasn't aware of any of this before giving birth to Cameron and so when I gave birth to him again the soft spot piece and then he'd lost his eyelid oh. um and they said that's because of that could that was to do with the time that I'd carried him and he's obviously 
Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I suppose because yeah, because if he was, if he'd passed away two days prior and then being yeah. in as well, and yeah, and the thing is, and don't I mean, if people want to not listen, they can not listen. But I'm not going to edit it out because it's the whole point of these these podcasts is to hear the hard truth. Yeah, I mean, it might help someone, you know, someone that uh, I mean, I, I hope, I hope if I, you know, if I could hope and pray that it would never happen to anyone else again, I would because it is like the, the worst, by far the worst thing I've ever gone through in my life, and probably be the worst thing I ever ever go through in my life. Um, you can't, you cannot describe the pain of losing your own child. You, you just, it's just indescribable. It is, isn't it? And it's one of those things that it's like when people say you do, you don't, you won't, which I used to find so patronising before I had kids, but they always say you don't know the love you can have for a child until you have children. And it really is true, but it's the same for the loss. Yeah. Nobody could ever comprehend that feeling unless it happens to you. Because I always say to people, you don't understand and I hope you never do. Yeah. Totally. I, 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 I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It, it, it is simply the worst. And again, we're talking, Louisa, he'd be 23 in July and it's still even like talking about it. I don't talk about the whole story anymore like this. This is the first time I've spoke about it in full. All these memories are still here. They're always in my head, but I just don't share, especially, you know, the the more detailed pieces around it but when I and I think back it's just still so, even 23 years later almost it's still so raw yeah really how do you feel how do you feel about talking about it with me today um it's probably it's probably a good thing because you know these things don't leave you and so I feel I feel upset I feel sad but it's better to ha- to have 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 it out than manifest in your own mind because I do tend to do that I I overthink things I don't share things which is not healthy it's not it really isn't anyone that's listening it is it is so much better to talk although it's hard it's really hard to talk sometimes again mm. this is one of the reasons why I felt it's so important to have this podcast to create this safe space to be able to have these conversations because it's not something that you it's very I don't know about you but I find it it's a bit it's awkward to just bring up with with everybody I uh, it's do you know what it I, even with the the percentage of stillbirths rising, it's still such a taboo subject that people just don't approach or speak about. I I remember I like I say when and I it was almost just not spoke about at all. It was it, so I felt like I was the only person on this planet that had experienced that, and that is so sad. That is so sad that I had to be, I I felt like that because I wasn't the only person, it, you know, it, it does happen, but it's almost not, I mean, it's spoken about more, but I still don't think it's, it's spoken about enough or people don't, uh, maybe, maybe Louisa, we look at it from, from a mother that's lost perspective um, and that we can talk about it now, but from people that for people that mothers that haven't lost a baby, maybe they just don't know how. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you've hit the nail on the head a little bit there. It's it's an awkward conversation because I always remember before it happened to me, and you know, we know that we know the same people, so we know other people that it's happened to. And I remember, I mean, it happened to my neighbour uh, a few years before it happened to me when I had she had she lost her baby when I had Bella. We were pregnant at the same time 
And so obviously when you're pregnant at the same time as somebody, whether you know them or not, you always look, don't you, to see yeah. the baby. And I remember looking for her baby and not seeing her baby and then seeing that she didn't have a belly anymore, but not seeing her baby. But I only just moved into where I live now. So I didn't know her. So I didn't want to ask. And then I found out through the grapevine that she'd lost her baby. And I remember feeling so devastated, but being so scared and not knowing what to do. I brought, I remember I brought her a card. I never, I never did know this woman, but I brought her a card, a, a sympathy card, thinking of you card. And I never posted it because I was so scared to post it because I was worried would it make it would it be worse for me to post it than not to post it like yeah. I didn't I just didn't know what to do and it and I never brought it up and I and I, I it's so bizarre because when I was in hospital and I lost Zion she was one of the first people I thought of and I, what yeah. I thought was now I know that was what I thought in my head now I know yeah yeah you, you, I, I mean, I remember feeling so sorry for her, so bad for her that it, it hurt me. I felt so bad for her, but didn't, but it didn't. That was nothing. That was nothing until it happened to me, and then I that was it. I was like, now I know, and now I know that I should have posted that card, uh, whether she knew me or not. Posted that card because I think actually it it, it is comforting when you know people are thinking of you. But no one yeah. can do anything to take that pain away. That's no. the reality. Like, no matter how nice somebody is to you, they are never doing anything to take that pain away. It's comforting to know that people are thinking of you. And then it doesn't make it awkward if you want to talk about your child to that person either, because you know that they know and yeah. they're open to it because they've already reached out. I do remember feeling when when I the first few years I felt awkward because I could see the awkwardness whenever I wanted to talk about him. People didn't didn't look comfortable um that changed I talk about it to anybody and everybody whoever I want to talk about you know I'll put pictures up on for but for birthdays at the cemetery and I you know I, me and the kids talk about him and even even when you know I've been in my new job role for six months um you know I I talk about him there and 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 if people are uncomfortable with that that's their problem that is not my problem he he you know amen Amen to that. And do you know what? I'm so confident to hear you say that. And I feel so proud of you as well because you, you that's it's not an easy thing. And so no. many people don't do that. So well done. And you know, even at 17 as well, to recognize where a hospital has failed and could make improvements to support somebody in your situation and feeling that back, even that again is amazing because so many people just suffer in silence. It's, it takes a lot of strength to talk about to talk about things and to reflect and I think even to have that mindset to no, no matter what age to go through that and have that mindset to then reflect and go back to the hospital and say actually no you, you need to do this better and that way wasn't the right way so actually that's yeah. I think I think because it, it was it was so traumatizing some of the things that I saw that I wasn't prepared for they hadn't they hadn't advised me or guided me or you know even if they'd said this could happen or this could happen or just, just to give me the heads up, I had nothing. So that, you know, when I returned, um, I, that, you know, that's the feedback I gave and especially for the ward bit that, that was just not cool to be on a ward with mothers and babies crying and seeing them carrying water. It was, it was, it was like I was in, so I was living in hell. Yeah, I can imagine. I can, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, in my situation, I was so very lucky that I got to stay in the delivery suite because otherwise, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there is a, a place, a procedure for 
for people to go to in that situation other than the maternity ward yeah I'd, I, I, I would I mean without asking the question I'm sure it's probably still the same or maybe they do have a separate room or something off but it, I mean it's a separate room needs to be a separate room away from the ward not on the ward <laughs> yeah because you can hear you can hear the, yeah. that's, that is that's more distressing I mean I remember when um anyone that would talk about babies or mention babies and or I'd see babies and you know you'd be nice but inside you're screaming yeah you're just like you I just don't want to be around around this baby I don't have my baby like you know yeah well I I, I after <clears throat> I was so desperate I was I I so I just I wanted to be a mum like I having gone through the pregnancy and then that happened I was just I mean I obviously I didn't become a mum till five years later can I just correct but, you you was a mum you are a mum you was a you well, was yeah 17 and that's the thing that we do as well we forget that bit too it's hard we because of the way society looks at things as well you forget but yeah. you come from 17 Cara yeah yeah it's true I just you know didn't have a physical baby to, to to cradle and love and you know that side of it and and then I actually had it, it wasn't even plain sailing I had to have sur more surgeries after to actually fall with CJ oh really oh yeah it was uh, they said it could have been the time that I carried that caused a problem but I ended up I had um in the end I had endometriosis and without surgery I would never have, have been able to have have any more in fact I was very lucky to have the three following but because I had surgery and kept on top of of my appointments and stuff yeah I was very lucky um so yeah that was another hurdle I was you know to that's why I say I always say I'm so lucky to actually have CJ Lucrumbo because you know ultimately I, it might have been a case that I never did after Cameron yeah. um so I am very lucky and for for those individuals ladies out there that don't I, I that well that would be so so heartbreaking you know to, to to never have your own it would be awful so I was very fortunate my little blessings yeah your rainbows your rainbows yeah. yeah I don't say every day though when they're having their moments yeah. <laughs> yeah. when they're fighting with each other <laughs> yeah I don't know you just want you just want them to go to bed <laughs> it's night time Sleep time. I oh, know, but that yeah, it's a that's a it's an it's a it's an amazing journey to be honest. It's it's a lot. You you probably did suffer PTSD, and this is the thing. Um, we're a bit more clued up these days with with mental health and, and things like that, and giving giving labels to things. But I suppose they they weren't as clued up on it, so no. you have got the support. That, I mean. <laughs> I say that there is support out there now but it's yeah it still needs to improve in my opinion okay it's um yeah you have to I've personally had to seek it it wasn't just here you go this is what's available to you you can access this this and this I've had to properly go out and seek it hence why I decided to do this it's a great it's a great thing that you're doing Risa and and you're going to help so many you're going to help so many women and and it had, if this was 23 years ago, I would have been so grateful for something like this because uh, ultimately for the years that I suffered in darkness, because it was a lot of years, 
Um, I might not have suffered and, and, and felt isolated and the only person on the planet that was going through it because I would have heard the voices of women that had and are and will, you know? Uh, I do. I hope so. I really do. Um, I mean, we've had good feedback. And to be honest, Cara, if if, if it helps one person, I'll, my mission is achieved, you know? Yeah. Like, that's it. That's and that's a great way to look at it. I mean... Unfortunately, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that happens in life. Um, and if it happens to you, we are the very unfortunate ones that have, which, you know, again, I, I went for a stage of why me? Why me? Why me? What did I do? Yeah. This must have been something. I must have done something. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I went for the postmortem as well, because I was almost convinced that it was my fault, that I'd done something wrong. And, um, and generally as a whole, it's not the case no, you know and you know the, like you said these horrible horrible things happen and I think we as mothers beat ourselves up we do blame ourselves yeah do that one thing I did that one thing wrong maybe it was that time when I did that or yeah you know but unfortunately it's just nature's cruel way sometimes and I, I I've had to battle with that myself and you know as time's gone on I've learned that you you do you have to accept you do the best that you can do in that situation with the tools that you have at the time because remember anyone that's listening hindsight is a beautiful thing yeah it's hindsight is you know at the time you don't have that so you can mm-hmm. work with what you've got and actually torturing yourself does not help anybody no and, and I definitely 100% tortured myself for a long time um I don't know. Obviously, now you know years have years have gone by, and I I, I address the situation, and I I mean I even have memories of his funeral, and and we 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 arranged the most beautiful funeral for Cameron. It was absolutely amazing. We we had the the most expensive coffin. You know that we we got his headstone from Italy. You know my my parents were incredible. Like they wanted the best for him, and. At the funeral, all the family came. Again, I was having this out-of-body experience, like, what the hell is this? What is going on? I know I've been through this roller coaster of arranging a funeral, picking a coffin, doing all these things, but I'm still looking at it like this is somebody else. This isn't me. And my mum actually collapsed at the funeral. We've just just devastated, collapsed. And I, I, I remember crying she was crying hysterically crying I remember picking her up off the floor Louisa like consoling my mum like it like I hear so much honest God and it was only years later when people realized that I I was understanding what had happened and yeah Cara's in the real world again she recognizes that this is what this is what's happened to her and one of my cousins said, Cara, I couldn't believe at the funeral. I would never have said it to you till now, but you you literally were just so strong, like carrying everyone else. Like when it was actually, she said, I remember looking at you thinking, what the hell? Mm. But you I wasn't. Think, in- you go on autopilot, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think- so when you, the, what you're just, you, the way you're describing things, I mean, I've done a lot of research. I am no expert, just putting it out there. I am no expert. I've just done a lot of research because of my own issues. <laughs> but 
it does sound like you did suffer PTSD, and I wouldn't be surprised if you did how you've described your birth. You'd be, I'd be surprised if you didn't suffer PTSD. But that's one of the symptoms, and it's and, and it's or the feeling of numbness as well. Like, yeah, I felt that for a very long time. I still feel it now sometimes, if I'm honest. And I find that I play, I, I pretend at the emotion. I act the emotion. Oh, oh, you'll get you'll get an expert in that, my darling. But how it's sad that you have. I think it is sad that you have to or you feel that you have to do that yeah and that's it we don't have to but we we feel that we have to we, but yeah. we don't have to this is why it's so good to have these conversations because you don't tell people i didn't tell anybody I'd, mm. I, I can't tell anyone that i would have dared tell anyone louisa can you imagine they would have been like what yeah like i i smile at the right time i tried to laugh at the right time or look sad at the right time but those emotions aren't there they were they weren't they weren't there you know no. We, we, people are, since Zion, we've, I mean, I think I've probably had to go to about, I mean, bear in mind he passed away two years ago. I think probably about five funerals since. So many, so many people have died yeah. um, close to even me or my husband. And there's times I'm in my head thinking, I should be devastated right now. Like, why am I not devastated? Like, I'm watching everybody else around me break down. And like you say, you're consulting them and looking after them and I'm nodding at the right time and shaking my head at the right time. But inside, I just don't feel anything. Please, I felt like that for a long time. I was like that for a very, very long time. So this is, yeah, so this is what I mean. And this is why, so, and I'm pretty sure there's other people out there that feel the same as well right now. So if you're, if you're listening, you're not mad. You are normal. <clears throat> it does happen. We just yeah. don't talk about it, but it, it does happen. And actually it is a normal process. But by talking about it and being open and honest about it, we're we're learning to to face it and, yeah. it and not ignore it, and that's the key, isn't it? Was that what you was that what you would say? Do you think that? I don't know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I literally like you. It was like you were explaining certain scenarios that I've been in just by saying, looking around, everyone's breaking down, and you're inside like numb, like consoling people. You know, this is okay. You're going to be okay. That's exactly what I was like, and. And the most hideous things could happen. And it was like, it did not, uh, yeah. It, and again, I used to think, oh my God, I'm not normal. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> to, not, to not feel anything, like what the hell? But I know, Louisa, I am, I've got the biggest heart. I will help anybody. And before Cameron passing, I, I was very, and I'm very an emotional person, you know, emotionally attached to feelings and love and, and you know and things would upset me so I know it was that 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 did that losing Cameron is what triggered that in me but it didn't come back overnight it wasn't a case where it it happened and then a few months later I was feeling normal again it went on for years what was a turning point for you um I think I would say just the three-year anniversary I, I, I recognised that I had really been through something and that I really needed to do something about it because I'd lived miserably. And I, 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 I knew I'd had, I, I knew I felt before Cameron passed. So I know, I knew that there was something wrong with not, you know, not the world, with me. Um, so I started to go and see my GP and then I just started to talk, openly talk about stuff that I, I hadn't, I just not, it was almost like it didn't happen, Louisa. Yeah. I literally switched off. Like I did not, 
I did not have a baby. I didn't ha have nine months of pregnancy. I, I literally, and, and I, I rem remember on the third year anniversary having a complete breakdown and I had to get signed off from work. And my mum was so relieved. That sounds really bad, but she was relieved that it happened because she knew it was going to. But as time went by, she was getting more scared that actually, how long is this going to go on for? When is she going to actually take and, and digest that this actually has happened to her? Um, and it, again, it took years. I would probably say, God, this is going to sound terrible. I would probably say in the last maybe, probably maybe since Bo, maybe before Bo was born, that I've started to actually feel fully again okay okay yeah so, I mean it's a, it's a journey and the fact that you're you're there it, it shows people that there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's you know it is difficult because I agree with you 100% when you said when he passed he took a part of you with him I always say that and I really do think it's so true you do lose a part of yourself but in a way, in a weird way, I don't know about you, but in a weird way, I don't, I don't necessarily feel sad about that. I feel oh no, I don't. A part's gone with me, like you said, gone with him. So yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird, but yeah, I'm I'm a different person, but that's okay. Again, like I battled with that for a long time to fit that I'm not the same Louisa that was before Zion, but I'm okay with that now. Like I'm I'm a different person, but I'm okay with that. I think it takes other people longer to get used to that, that, that are around you, that you've changed yeah. in person. But I'm okay with that. And like, it is, and I, I haven't, I haven't met somebody who's gone through what we've gone through and isn't, hasn't changed after it. I haven't met, yeah. I to meet someone that is, was the same person, feels like they're the same person they were before. I definitely, I, I definitely wasn't the same person after. And, and and never never will be and I think for anyone that that says they are the same person I'd like to like to understand how because I yeah. I, yeah. I certainly am not oh, but so. you've done so well though you should be proud oh, of yourself you've done so well. you. you should be proud of yourself too thanks it's yeah. hard it? it's hard but we gotta keep going we gotta keep keep going and what and what I do is what I always do is try and focus on other people for me mine was um on Zion's second birthday it's funny yours is the third mine was the second and I remember being at the cemetery and um I remember thinking I felt so sad and by this point I'd had Marley as well and you know people was presumed because I'd had another baby everything was all fixed and I should be fine and you know I've got a baby now what's the problem uh, um but no. No, that's not the case at all. If anything, it sends you straight back again. Um, but I yeah, remember being so sad and thinking, oh, I've, got, I've got a little baby at home. I cannot be sad like this all the time. Like I don't, I don't want to mess up my children, my, my living children. I don't want to mess them up. Um, and I, thought, I, need, I need to take something away from this. To, to I need to take a positive away from this. If you can ever yeah. take a positive from that situation. And that was when I found, came to the realisation you know, that Zion gave me Marley. He, Marley was my gift from Zion and that is from it but one of the other things that I've taken from this is that I I, ha I have to believe that I've gone through this journey to be able to be in a position to try and help other people because there's got to be there's got to be something because they, they're just how else 
why else would you go after, I think, why else would you put you through this you know I think that's an incredible way to look at Louisa and and even a gift uh, he's gifted you and I just think that's such so cute I tell you another way I look at it you might not afford it, but I have peace and again there was many years where I didn't have peace I went through all of all of the stages like angry why me you know why did this happen to me this is what I find the hardest oh you know surely I wasn't that bad of a person you know or you, yeah. again you could beat yourself up and I get I get I, I get peace from knowing that my angel baby Cameron he will never age he will never get sick he will never get hurt he 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 will be in a forever peaceful place without the the rawness of what we have to endeavor in the on the earth yeah. and and um that that gives me that gives me peace of mind and that gives me reassurance that actually no I don't get to hug him I don't get to see him I don't get to share those milestones and yes I am still yes I do get bitter about that I do have moments where I get aggy about that but at the same time I have to look on the the, the positives of it and know that he literally he he's in he's in he's in a world of perfection there's nothing bad can ever happen to him in paradise yeah so at least at least I have that that kind of peace um that's nice that is a lovely way to think of it actually he's he's not having to go through the heartache the you know the heartbreak and the physical pains and you know fall over and hurt yourself or you know all those things yeah it's yeah that is a lovely way of thinking of it actually I I have um many years ago uh, when I when I was over and I used to over analyze absolutely everything the whole labor the whole pregnancy I, I literally analyze everything to try and understand to get my head together my head around it but I thought maybe God knew that Cameron maybe was going to get sick as as a baby or as a toddler as an older person and maybe to save Cameron in his journey of like pain or whatever or sadness and my pain as his mother sadness to watch that I don't know I you know I'm a true believer things happen for a reason and did that happen in at that particular time because there was other things that were going to happen further down the line that maybe God thought I'm not strong enough to go through that because I've thought about I've had scenarios where mothers have said oh you know uh, I've spoken to other mothers that have had still uh, not stillborn they've had they've gone through cop death oh how awful you know you, you you did this is them to me you didn't you didn't even get to see to see his first smile or you didn't get to see him and you get to feed it. all of the like the milestones after giving birth but I'll tell you what Louisa I always say and I've had this a couple of times one I wouldn't switch places with either person like but for me I, I that the other way around would be almost like torture like to although I don't know I don't know what his smile would have been like but to to have a babe from again maybe I was I was trying to justify my own situation trying not to make that person feel 
any less adequate in the situation mine but to be able to hold a baby see a baby smile feed them and stuff like that I, I, I for me I think I'd have found that harder but then I don't know because I haven't been in that situation I I I I, I, I don't know I feel like it's a natural a natural thing that we do, and this has happened before when I've interviewed other people, that you, there's someone else that described it, Saf, in her podcast, that she said it's, it's like a hierarchy. We kind of do this hierarchy thing in our head. So, you know, that you miscarry at, at six weeks, you know, that's that's bad. And then, you you know, you miscarry at 15 weeks, or oh, that's slightly worse. Or, and then you, you know, go into premature labour and lose your baby after, like me, 47 minutes that's really bad or and then like and I look at you and think you got all the way to 39 weeks and then you you've had to go through what you've had to go through and then if you go to the next level the it's just that it's all shit <laughs> it's simple <laughs> as it's all shit yeah, it is and when you say it like that hierarchy it and it, it, that bizarre that we do I like you've literally hit the nail on the head we do and I've always done it I've always put it as hard like when people have said oh you know like you just said, right? You said 39 weeks, like one week off my due date. But I'm like, oh God, no, but someone gave birth and had their baby for like six weeks or whatever. Like, no, that's, you know, but you're right. A, lo a loss, being a mum and losing a baby at any stage is a bloody loss and it's bloody hurtful, whatever the scenario is. It's just, it's just so shit. Like, I often, I have so many conversations with people and they think, oh, but I was only seven weeks and, you know, I had miscarriage. Not to say, well, no, because it, your situation is not any lesser than mine. I know I think about them women that might be, you know, they could spend 10 years trying to get pregnant. Yeah. And finally fall pregnant. And then to lose their baby at seven weeks, six weeks. That is devastating. devastating as it was when I lost Zion. Yeah. yeah. So I agree everyone's hard is hard and don't ever put yourself down or put somebody else on a pedestal above you because validate your own emotions don't wait for anybody else to do it because mm. if, if you do you, if you're probably gonna be waiting a long time <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean so just validate your own feelings if you feel bad you feel bad if you feel sad you feel sad and that is okay like we all do it we just don't talk about it but I guarantee you we all feel it yeah very very true I mean thankfully you know I, my my emotions and my feelings returned <laughs> and I make the very I make everyone very aware of how I'm feeling whether that's good bad indifferent <laughs> I embrace having feelings again <laughs> why not ah <laughs> oh, well I honestly Cara thank you so much for sharing your story with us today and if you could have given yourself any advice back then when now you've got the the beauty the gift of hindsight what would it be listen 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 to your own inhibitions regardless of your status as a mother first time mother young mother old mother middle-aged mother if you feel that there's something not right with how you're feeling whether you think it's labor coming on or you think do the right thing and call it out. Call your midwife or go to the go to the hospital. Don't even just call your midwife. Go to the hospital straight away. Listen to your 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 inhibitions. Your body will tell you. Mother instincts tells you. Go straight to the hospital and get checked out. Um, two, I I mean, when when we had the funeral for Cameron, I didn't want flowers, so we 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 got money and we gave it to um, the stillbirth society. Um, for me, if they, and that was, that was, that was widely promoted back then. 
So if they, I think for me, I should have stepped up and pushed more on the the aftercare and the the educational piece because it's all well and good. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to filter money into stillbirth. What actually are you doing that? Because at that particular time, that 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 funding was there, like that that, but yet there was no help for me. So I filtered money into something when I actually didn't get the help myself. Yeah, yeah. Thing needs um, need to change. Hundred percent. They need to change and need to improve. Yeah. Um and just don't don't ever when I look back, I wasn't alone. For anyone that, that may be going for it, may go for it, you're not alone, you're not the only person. Don't suffer in silence. Speak about it. And if that if that means speaking to somebody you really don't know that's just somebody that's been through it, do it because you will like we've both done it, you know, gone through the roller coaster of emotions and and, and feeling like you're the only one that's isolated <laughs> yeah you're isolated in your own world and you're a mad woman and, and this you know you're not uh, yeah just just oh I wish I wish I had more strength back then to speak about it because I only hurt myself more for not yeah yeah I hear that I yeah and it, yeah that's so true because I I can I hundred percent can resonate with that. It's um I mean I was very lucky that my friends and family openly spoke to me about Zion, and sometimes it used to, it used to throw me sometimes when they would talk because they talk about it like it was still here sometimes. Yeah, so it would throw me a little bit. But yeah, you're right because it is it's, it's your child. Talk about your child and don't feel bad about talking about. Yeah, your like you said earlier, if that person feels uncomfortable, that's on them. That's their yeah. problem, not yours. Mm-hmm. And the more you talk about it, the less uncomfortable they feel. They get used to it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. So, but no, that's great advice. Thank you. Honestly, thank you so much. I really no, appreciate you telling the story today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for coming. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Oh, good. So have I. So have I. <laughs> <laughs>